Welcome back to Eurovision Rewind. This is part two of our two-part opening series about Eurovision 2003 and the songs that made it. Uh, we are picking up a little under halfway through, so uh, get ready for the remaining 16 songs from Eurovision 2003. You're listening to Vocab Gumbo. Thanks for tuning in. All right, all right, all right. So, are we ready for the next song? I don't I'm excited know if we'll ever for this be ready one. for the next song. This song. Okay, before we get to the next song, we're taking our first trip to the controversy corner. <gasps> controversy corner. Controversy corner. Okay, so um, our next group is um, Russian duo Tattoo. So um, spelled lowercase t period uppercase a period uppercase t period lowercase u. I hate it so much. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, so did you guys know who Tattoo were before this? I've I definitely heard the name. Okay, so um, Tattoo was... I mean, they were a duo from Russia, and they're best known for a song called All the Things She Said. Sound familiar? I can't say it does. song was notable for... Um, in the music video, it featured, like... Both of them were, like, kissing and participating in, like, intimate acts, and that was really controversial. Not just in Russia and Eastern Europe, but also in the U.S. and the U.K., where the song and video were also popular. Huh. So that caused a lot of controversy. It's kind of cool, too, because it kind of caused people to, like, think and reconsider and reconsider censors. But at the same time, they're not real lesbians. They were just doing it for notoriety and attention, more or less. Some other fun things. Uh, when they performed the song on uh, NBC in America, they were specifically told not to talk about the Iraq war and not to kiss each other so what they did was they wore shirts that said fuck the war in russian and then they kissed but they covered their faces to the camera and then uh, at eurovision they when talking to a german tabloid they called german entrant lou a quote witch and that in russia we nurse the blind and old people but we do not send them to the grand prix this must be different oh, in germany end quote that's mean <laughs> don't on. talk about that at my girl lou Savage. Like also, they showed up late um, to um, the arena in Latvia due to a, quote, sore throat from one of the members, which caused them to be an entire day late to cross one border. <laughs> <laughs> then um, uh, then um, later at a press conference um, on the day of their first rehearsal, they were booed by journalists for critiquing the production value and host venue. Wow. So there was that. Ongoing. Yeah, and then um, also the um, the European Broadcasters Union, which is the organization that puts on the contest, had originally planned to pre-record their performance in case they performed a, quote, lesbian publicity stunt, which they deemed <laughs> inappropriate for a family entertainment show. Oh, that didn't man. end up happening. They didn't end up pre-recording it, and they didn't pull such a, quote, stunt. Um, they, so that's they kind did of all something. I have. They did a little bit, a little, uh, I guess, At a moment. action. Sure, for sure. Um, so that's all I got about Tattoo. Um, also, this was far and away the fan favorite going in, mostly I think just because of Tattoo's success. Also, um, kind of their big hit um, happened in, it was released in Western Europe and the States in late 2002. So they were really riding this wave of success. And then they went to Eurovision where they sang Out of Tune. Oh, oh.
Day. It's definitely, um, I think it's the red hair one, Yulia. Yeah. Who's really just the main defender in this because I think the other one, a lot of the time in the song, they're singing the exact same note, but one of them is singing it like less than a half step lower and it's, it's, it's hard to listen to. It was nails on a chalkboard, dude. They were so bad. <sighs> and also yeah. just, I don't know, like, if you if you listen to the um, studio version, the song is like, it's good. It's kind of doesn't really age well. It's kind of dated, but it, it you can enjoy it. But the live performance is just so weird. I don't really get the way they're dressed. They're wearing capri jeans with white t-shirts that say the number one on it. And then they just kind of run around the stage and like have weak vocals and then they like touch each other. I don't know. I just, I just didn't get it. I was, I was confused by the one on that. I didn't read anything into it. I was just like, huh, I wonder if there's some meaning there. I do think that they had like the best use of the stage so far. Yeah, that's because the stage itself is kind of surrounded by like a, a swooping ramp that goes up in the back and then down in front. Um, and they're the they're the first group that goes up onto that back part uh, that kind of raises up a bit. And I thought that was like, okay, neat, you're using your space at all. Because a lot of the other acts just stand in one place, which is boring. But oh my god, this was a hard song to listen to. In, in using that space, one of the lead singers is out of breath and late for one of her yes. uh, lyrics. It's... It's rough. It's really rough. I also was kind of confused by the, the setting on the stage because it was a very industrial setting and the, the like instrumentation and the backing tracks are very industrial as well. And then the, the singers' voices were like way too high and like they, they would fit better in a bubblegum pop kind of song than here. It was just a weird clash there, Not, you know, very discordant overall. I really appreciated the production of the song and the presentation of it because I thought the like the darker industrial look stood out in a good way. Synth uh, the dude on the keyboard is absolutely jamming out in the background. But <laughs> yeah, is it, like it's just let down so badly by the vocals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that the staging itself like the lights and things like that, the industrial kind of vibe definitely add to it. But Maybe you could call it karma, just because of how difficult apparently they were during the whole kind of Eurovision process. Yeah. How did you think this one did? I'm interested to see what you guys think. So I didn't know about their popularity going into this one. So I was thinking this has got to be in the dead bottom. Like this and one more coming up later were these two that just stood out to me as the absolute worst, particularly because Eurovision is a singing competition at, at its core, and the singing in this one was just terrible. So the, this was bottom two. I thought this was going to be bottom two. I would say low middle of the pack, just because they did have that previous fame. I think the performance was cool, but the song itself did not hold up. For sure. Song number 12, we have uh, Beth, which also, like, Beth, so it's Beth from Spain with the song Dime, which means tell me. Beth 
I just think it's funny because like Beth is like, like Beth is like my mom's name, and it's just in general like a very like there's white woman name, and I think it's funny that someone like Beth from Spain calls himself Beth. <laughs> the way you say Beth from Spain is very like a, a Susan from the PTA. Yeah, yeah, it's like Margaret from down the road. Yeah, very yeah. that. Beth um, from Spain would be a better performer name. Just honestly, Beth. Yeah. So overall, I thought this was good. I think the song is definitely a bop. The song itself is good. I think that the performance and the execution kind of weigh it down a little bit. I like the choreography. I think the backing dancers look great. Oh, absolutely. They stole the show. Totally. Um, I think that, um, yeah, could definitely compared to Beth herself. She seems a little bit stagnant. And also, when they get to the key change at the end, her voice, she, she I don't even know how to describe it. Like, she gets the note mostly, but her th the quality of her voice is kind of gets shrieky, which doesn't really go well with the song. But uh, ultimately, it's a good song that I think suffered. The performance kind of caused it to suffer. Um, on that note, this is one of the songs that did so much better listening to the like the studio recording versus the live imagine because um i think like the levels were off or something in the in the live performance because the vocals were way louder than the instrumentals and so you missed a lot of the the kind of nuance in okay maybe not nuance that's not the right word but you missed a lot of the detail of the the backing tracks especially there's like a, a bass like a pretty hard thumping bass in the a studio version that is just totally gone in the live version. So I, th I think that the the song kind of faltered a, a fair bit because of the live aspect, but on its own in a studio, it, it's actually quite fun to listen to. About her outfit, I said it, it reminded me of Britney Spears once again. Fun fact, mm -hmm. uh, her newest album, Britney Spears, came out in March 29th of this year. They're really? Know, yeah, she's still okay. around and kicking and making music. Beth um, or Britney Spears? Britney Spears, Britney Spears. Oh, okay. Um, It looks like Beth's most recent album was in 2013. For her. Damn. Yeah, doing well, I guess. To me, this was the most visually 2003 so far. <laughs> it doesn't hit the same, like, loud colors, but her, her like, bedazzled bra and the bedazzled white t-shirts and the bedazzled white pants just dated this one so bad also, in a good way incredibly bronze <laughs> oh yeah that was shocking also i think it has to be said they were giving you they were giving you tight pants and a lot of booty i feel like especially the male backing dancers they were dropping it down with no they they, they definitely were damage <laughs> absolutely also this is another one where you saw um a crowd in spain and it was huge did you remember this oh they were Yes, I have top-notch watch party written down. They there were so it. many of them. Looks like Coachella. Yeah, definitely. Great placements. Upper middle. I honestly don't know. Yeah. This could this could go anywhere for me. It, it was fun. Uh, I think the performance kind of failed in some parts. So I'm middle. Yeah, gotcha. Should have been better than it was. Didn't suck. Agreed. Okay. Uh, next is song number thirteen: Israel's Lior Narkis with "Worse for Love." <laughs> Oh my god. Oh. This is the most god. extra Eurovision entry of all time. It is trying way too hard and can I can I kind of I, I, 
Absolutely, go for it. Okay. Big band intro and schoolgirl or secretary outfits for background dancers clash against each other and the electric guitar that comes in seconds later. Once again, goes back to a big band slash Augustus gloop from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory soundtrack. <laughs> There's like a lots of trumpet. As soon as the lyrics kick in, though, it begins to take on a polka style of rhythm with backing vocalists sounding like the Berry Sisters. <laughs> There's so much oh. to unpack here. And I stand by that. There is like the first 30 seconds of that song cover more, you know, as far as in a Eurovision being a place of like inclusivity and coming together the the first 30 seconds covers so many genres and styles and it's just languages absurd. yeah there, i i definitely second your thought that there is so much to unpack here um and the back the backup dancers unpack themselves over the course of the song too. let's talk about oh, it yeah. so there's one costume change so that we're like like Milan said they're wearing schoolgirl slash secretarial i guess like collared shirts with ties then they rip those off all five of them are wearing uh, these kind of halter tops that say "I love you" in five different languages in it. Each they one is a different. The collars, though. Keep the, the collars. Shirts, they just they the do collars. keep the collars. You are right about that one. And then after that, they pull down the the fabric that says "I love you" on their boobs, and then all of them spell out. What does it spell out? Does it spell out "I love you" or just "love you"? It spells out "love." It's L O V. It's "love you." Yeah, that. So just that combined with the fact that I think he uses phrases from five or six different languages, all of which are voting in the Eurovision Song Contest this year, um, <laughs> kind of make it seem like a cheap ploy to get countries to vote for him. Also doesn't make sense because I don't think that would really work. But in general, I think this is extremely extra. The song and the performance try way too hard. But ultimately, I don't hate it. I think it's kind of fun. And I, also, I, I like the backing dancers slash vocalists. I especially like the part where they go like, one, two, three, four. I like that part. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was not good for this song, that the song was the least memorable part of it, because there is so much going on with the choreography and the costumes and the backstage and the switching of languages that it just gets buried. I'm entirely with Ellis on this one. It was, it was just too much. Um, I actually I liked the the different languages that were being used. Um, I thought that was fun, but it was just oh a lot to take in. I think this benefits from repeat viewing too, because every time you watch it, you unpeel another layer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Already, yeah. so I I take it you guys don't think this will do very well. I don't think so. I'm inclined to agree towards the bottom. Already. Next up, we have The Netherlands, the song number 14, which is One More Night by Esther Hart. Can I start this one? Yeah, please. This song sounds like the theme song to an 80s slash 90s sitcom in America. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's it's just, the song itself, it kind of falls into the multi-category almost of being so unremarkable that it becomes boring. 
I don't know. I kind of struggle with this. Also, everyone looks terrible. They don't look like they go together. Oh my god! I said yeah. that uh, it looked like they were allowed free reign to a thrift shop before coming on stage. <laughs> you know, they were full. This looks like the dragon. Sorry, I keep talking about drag race, but this is very just dragon a dime construction challenge, unconventional materials challenge vibes I get from this. Yeah. I will say though, I'm all here for the body positivity. This is the first one with a, a prominent, uh, large woman. Great, amazing. And she probably it. looked the best out of all of them. She did, except her hat. Oh, that was I like hat. I, I like the hat. It's fun. <laughs> I, okay, it was fun, but it was wild. But I guess they were all wild. So it's a very hat of the times, in, in like the puffy. Uh, oh puffy yeah, Wait, Alicia Keys hat sort of thing. Yeah, Alicia Keys has an album with that hat on. I think. I agree. <laughs> the entire album wearing the same hat. <laughs> I guess I meant the, See, the cover art, but yes. I thought this was good. Like, I, it's not something that I would listen to repeatedly, but I honestly think that it's the closest one. It feels like the closest one to a real pop song. Like, it's cheesy. It's cheesy for sure. But it does, it, it sounds like a real song. I thought Esther Hart is a, like, she's a good singer. She's got a good voice. I liked, I thought it was good. I think she has a good voice, definitely. I don't know, it wasn't for me. Also, I, I do agree with you that it definitely sounds like a song that you could hear on the radio, but I I think it's dated even for 2003. I think this might be something that I would expect from like mid-90s. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know how much more I have to say about this one. I, uh, again, with like with Malta, I thought this was like more of a karaoke song than it was a Eurovision song. Like it sounded like she was doing really good karaoke. But it... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, like it wasn't anything... I don't think it was that worthwhile for the for those in the context of the contest. Our predictions, high, low, medium. Uh, this, I thought, I think this song is going to win. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I think it has the perfect mix of good singing, accessible music, catchy tune, that it's just going to get all the votes and win. That's my take. I mean, all those things you said are true, so I'm too pessimistic about this one, but it's, I don't know. Milan, what do you think? I, I I agree with Ellis in that it, like, I guess it fits the formula of a Eurovision song, but like Malta, again, I don't think it was worth writing home about to the point where I I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to win for sure. I don't even think it's in the, the top, low middle, maybe for me. You want to put money on it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Guys, listeners at home, get ready for song number 15. <laughs> it, is the, it is the United Kingdom's Gemini with the song Cry Baby. Sold with the J. So I, I talked about how I could write a dissertation about Austria's song. I could write, I, I oh my God, there, there is so much to unpack here. I don't even know where to start. Can I, can I, can I read you my notes? 
Yes, please do. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read my whole half page of notes on this song. <laughs> uh, this is astoundingly bad. Like, holy shit, this is bad. Look at his pants. Key change times two. Instrumental isn't the worst, but wow, this is bad. Irresistible like a house on fire. Uh, my mom, who was sitting next to me on the couch when I watched most of this, says, could he have tried any harder to dance? <laughs> and then I capped, I capped it off by just saying, it's fitting that the next song is called Hasta La Vista because this song needs to be gone. This was easily my least favorite song. No doubt about it. I don't know what the UK was thinking when they entered this one, but oh, it was rough. It also featured that kind of Latin, you know, classic Latin guitar intro, which did not fit any of the rest of anything in it. It seems like they kind of like auto-tuned the vocals live on the spot. Her outfit matched nothing. I don't think anything else. was in tune about these vocals. <laughs> nothing was in tune. Like at, at first, it's just like, oh, okay, they're trying to be Spain. And then she starts singing and it's like, oh. Uh, yeah, no, it's just so. And also, I think, I can't really tell, but I think she's, at first, you, you, you can tell that something's wrong because it doesn't sound right. But it's not really a case of Russia where she's like a half step or less below where she's supposed to be. I think she's like significantly lower. So it sounds wrong, but it's not immediately present why it sounds wrong. It just sounds upsetting. <laughs> And just in general, also it's the same deal for both of them. I think that I think that the guy does a lot better vocally than female I singer. I agree. Also, his choreography yeah. was a lot better than hers because oh. her choreography he was so was stiff. Yeah, occasionally turning around to show off her butt to the audience. But the dude, oh, he was very. I don't want to make like a Smash Mouth comparison, but that one Smash Mouth <laughs> album cover where he's like. <laughs> his feet but like squatting down very like hype lord kind of thing he was really uh, trying to get the crowd started and they did not respond um, he was getting uh, into it like it, it, just the the stark contrast of the woman just giving you fully next to nothing he is trying to get the crowd on his side he is dancing very badly but also very hard he's just giving it all he has and you got to give respect to that i feel yeah, at one point, the backup singers start to get a clap going, and oh, yeah, the and then audience he says, does not respond. Then he drunkenly says, Come on, Latvia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it but was... also, can, okay, can, can, I, can I talk about what I found the most offensive about this song? Is it his pants? Uh, well, his light second. <laughs> that look like... Okay, the thing yeah, continue. The thing Please. that I thought was the worst about this was, like, the composition and instrumentation. So, kind of like classical Spanish guitar sound, that's paired with kind of a standard German bass rhythm. And then there's a bass line that clarify, sounds... not the genre drum and bass. <laughs> yeah, but like a... Oh, wait, I, I didn't even mean to say that. I meant to say like bass and snare. Anyway, okay, I don't know why yeah, I said that. <laughs> but anyway, so it's, it's those two elements with this insufferable bass line that's just so like... Like, it's like, I don't even know. It's so bad. And then also at the chorus, there's one point where it sounds kind of like... That's like the sound effect of like um in Psycho when he's like stabbing the woman in the shower, like the. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh my god! And also, I did I I did a deep dive on this. So the way that the United Kingdom oh, chose the song, so, glad. so they chose the song ahead of time in the contest by having, oh, where four different songs performed, and this one was chosen okay. by the public. Oh no! When I learned oh. that, I was I was thinking, oh well. 
clearly the vocal was better on on that and like the performance as a whole was probably a lot better nothing really was different between them i think that um the female singer was slightly more in tune but it still didn't sound very good but i think that they kind of set up the other songs for failure because the other three songs were very slow ballads and one of them is actually quite good but they kind of canceled each other out i think that's how the song won um, no i don't know how else to say it this is bad <laughs> this was terrible this this group felt like someone's dad gave them too much money to start a band and then they went with it even though they have no talent the full rebecca black yeah honestly yeah. and they have no chemistry at all like you know that they don't hang out outside no, of performing at eurovision <laughs> yeah so okay i want to talk about his pants Go okay let's it. get back to that yeah <laughs> he is wearing jinkos first off yeah they are but they're not even like properly length so I'm not I'm not sure if they're actual Jinkos or if they are just XXXXL pants with a belt because he's stepping on them the entire time. Secondly, he, he has 12 wallet chains. They are all gold. They are flailing around for the entire performance and his insane dancing only makes them worse. And I'm surprised he didn't take his co-star's eye out. It's absurd. It it really is. Oh, um, one thing I just remembered, when I was doing some research on them, the female singer, her name is Gemma Abbey, she got in trouble for tax evasion recently. <laughs> in her taxes, she registered that she was a single mom, even though she wasn't. So she was getting, like, oh. government assistance when she did not qualify for it. That is hilarious oh. and deserved. In case we needed something to make us dislike them even more. So, I mean, this yeah, is pretty bottom of the barrel. Yeah, okay. Are we ready? I mean, I, I, there is still so much to talk about this song, but I think we just have to move on at this point, unless we yeah, have some yeah. burning thoughts. Okay, There's so next we have burn. song number 16. This is um, Ukraine's debut entry to the Eurovision Song Contest uh, with oh, the song Slavista, which means goodbye, but I don't think that was necessary, uh, by the singer Alexander. <laughs> Not in Ukrainian, notably. Not in Ukrainian. Spanish. Trying to woo that Spanish vote. <laughs> I'll start on this one. There's a lot going on here, and I don't think that it adds to the performance at all. So, to be more specific, on the LEDs, lights on like the floor of the stage, there's this weird, like rocket ship taking off visual, and then um, there is a contortionist. Saturn V. I mean, yeah, and then there's a contortionist in a box, and then he's kind of off to the back, and he's just like doing something the entire time. So it kind of pulls focus from the dancers that are doing very involved kind of extra choreography. And then there's Alexander, and he's kind of just, I don't know, not giving me the vocal that I need from this song. And also the song itself, just, I don't know. It's not really for me. It's kind of cheap and not in a fun way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you know what Alexander sounds like? What? He has the same sort of frog stuck in your throat voice as Lil Yachty. <laughs> he is an 
he's a Ukrainian balladeer Lil Yachty with none of the redeeming interestingness <laughs> about Lil Yachty. Like the song is f fine. It's acceptable. But I don't know why they had to get Alexander to sing it, dude. Yeah, I thought the, the song was fine. The fact that it was in English was, again, like, I think that ruined the vocals. They could have been maybe yeah. good otherwise. It it had very strong... Have any of you seen Ella Enchanted? No. no. Okay, well, for any listeners that may have seen Ella Enchanted, <laughs> it had strong uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart vibes from that movie. Not the original <laughs> one, not Elton John, but from that movie. The contortionist was weird. It felt all over the place. I think they were trying too hard because it was their first entry. Eh, I like. I think they they tried hard and flopped. But I appreciate the effort. I, yeah, I definitely agree. At one point, the contortionist caressed Alexander's arm with their foot, uh, which was something. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, love that. <laughs> it was wild. Did you notice that um, also he was wearing kind of this white suit jacket, but didn't have a shirt underneath? Oh, I totally missed that. Oh my so, god, you're right. Yeah, so that was something interesting. Um, but also speaking of the outfit, in general, I think everyone looked nice, aside yeah, from that. I, yeah, I think the one... Um, like... He kind of had like a baggy sort of... It was kind of what Cyprus Stelios needed to be doing with his outfit because it wasn't didn't look oversized, but it did kind of just look baggy in the yes. style of that fashion. And also the blue and white that everyone was wearing on stage kind of went with the lights that were happening. And that was all cohesive and told a good visual story. Yeah, I actually, I commented on that as well. The the vocalist and the contortionist are wearing like a nice kind of turquoise color and the, the lights are in orange. And it felt like, you know, maybe that's playing off of the, the colors of the Ukrainian flag itself. I oh, yeah, maybe. I thought that was like the the best subtle use of of lighting. Okay, shall we be moving on? <laughs> moving on to the, uh, the vampire oh, actually, mistress. Wait, uh, Millen, where did you have this one? Oh, I I don't know. I honest like this could go either way. Some people are excited to see a, a new nation enter the enter the ring, but it was also it wasn't that great. So maybe like fourteen. Yeah, that's pretty much what i was thinking just at the just below middle so wait millen what did you say about this next one uh the the mistress vampire yes okay so for those following along at home we are talking about song number 17 greece's mando with the song never let you go Yeah, she is giving me very vampire mistress of the night kind of vibes. Um, but also I will say, aside from the outfit, which is definitely a choice, the song is really dramatic, but not in a good or fun way. This might be my least favorite performance of the night. I don't oh, know. Really? I just didn't really care for this. It was really trying to be something that I think it ultimately wasn't. I think it was trying to be a really powerful dramatic ballad, but it just her vocals weren't convincing, her stage presence wasn't convincing either. I'm honestly kind of starting to forget the song too, so maybe what I'm saying might not be entirely accurate. Yeah, I don't know. Also, the outfit didn't really go with the performance, and it kind of distracted from everything. It was, in very, my opinion, it was yeah, so... even 
even if you listening don't go back and watch any of these, go look at a picture of her dress because it has to be seen to be believed. <laughs> the full thing, the, the the boob cage, and also the somehow like leather train. It's crazy. I mean, I respect it and I love it, but it doesn't it doesn't work for me for this performance. I have to say. Yeah, definitely. I think the song itself is boring. I think the song actually worked quite well when she was singing with the the backing vocalist during the chorus but then whenever she had it like a, a solo verse it it began to flop but she was the first she was the first performer to successfully hold for a, any like reasonable amount of time kind of a little bit of a power chord i forget which what it was on exactly but uh she was the first one to do that so so props to her in that department but otherwise this was a meh song all the way through yeah she she absolutely drills this crazy whistle tone high note right at the very end. Yeah. Which I was super impressed by, but that was the only thing in the song that stuck out. That that and the dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. One thing that I also remember now is uh, the, the backing singers were also dressed very weirdly. Like, they were wearing variations of a t-shirt, of a white t-shirt, but none of them were the same. One of them had what looked like she was wearing like a like a white tank top and then a backwards racer back um, oh i see it yeah it was very confusing it didn't at all go with anything else you know in either the like outfit selection or the song or the stage it was just confusing i think we all kind of are on the same page about this one choices were made and a lot of them were bad certainly okay um predictions eh 16 maybe in the 25th percentile does that mean top fourth or bottom fourth bottom bottom fourth okay cool about it math anyway um, <laughs> moving on to the next song uh, we've got Jostein Hasselgaard from Norway with his song I'm not afraid to move on talk much about this i'm in total crappy agreement piano, yeah crappy piano ballad not great not interesting he stole malta's piano yeah he really did i will say the performer himself looked like a cross between kurt cobain and justin bieber <laughs> which is i wouldn't even give him that much credit <laughs> this was the first time that i actually noticed the lyrics as being bad they were actively confusing. Stuff that he said contradicted earlier things. There was one line yeah. that he said, which I guess was supposed to be like, ooh, metaphysical in some way, but it made absolutely no sense. Maybe I'm just yeah. misremembering, but it was really bad, bad. The lyrics were bad, for sure. Yeah, I, I, that, I actually wrote that in my notes. I said lyrics are very trite and boring. Yeah, yeah I just, I, yeah, um, I, I thought the camera work was kind of cool. That's kind of all I kind of noticed, <laughs> noticed that, about this. Is that even credit to the country, though? Or is that credit to, like, how did, who does... The organizers? The camera? Yeah. I think the delegation from the country ultimately is, but, I mean, 
I don't know how much credit they can get for that if they sent a song like this. <laughs> also, he looks directly into the camera far too much for my taste. <laughs> yeah. It's never it's never a Jim from the office glance though. It's like a deep stare. It's a deep a stare and also he just uh this might sound rude and insensitive, but he looks ill. You know what I mean? Kurt Cobain and sure. Justin Bieber. He's just very pale and looks sad. I don't know. Okay, so we're moving on. Bottom of the barrel. Almost bottom of the barrel. Not quite, but... Yeah. Right around there. Okay. Uh, next we have song number 19. It's Francis Louisa Vaillash for the song Moi Merveille, which means Mountains and Wonders. How do his mountains... Or moon and the stars? Someone said it was the moon and the stars. I forget, though. That might just be the um, the title of like the English version of the song. Ah, uh, perhaps. Perhaps. I thought this was just a better version of Portugal's entry. Yeah. Like, same kind of ballad style. Some neat drumming, I'll say. I quite like the, the drums in this one. She's a she's a good vocalist. She does it well. She stands in one place. It's a ballad. You know, what more do you need? Yeah, I, this was the best of the stand in place and sing a ballad ones. Like, she sings it with passion, sings it well does as good of a job as having stage presence as one can do while standing in one place and singing a ballad. So, yeah. No, I definitely agree. I, I really, really like this one. One thing I will say, though, is that I think, I mean, you, you, you can obviously compare France's and Portugal's just because they're both ballads and the presentations were kind of the same. But I think they're different because I think that France's is a lot more kind of jazz and almost like acoustic soft rock inspired whereas i think portugal's was a little bit more ballad by the books so i think that both are good in their own right i think this one's definitely better i think that having the band on stage adds a lot to it also because if it was just her yeah that would seem kind of empty and i think that the like, like um you were saying the the drummer kind of gives us a lot of good moments too it's very much like this is this is a good france thing it's France doing a good France thing, which is like the chanson, Edith Piaf, not at that level, but like it's the, yeah, it's a good, nice, well done ballad. Sure. Um, also, the lyrics are really nice. I looked at them and they are, I don't know, they're pretty. And I think she kind of does certain things that I think that Norway's song wanted to do, but didn't. Um, and also, um, yeah. yeah, for sure. And um, in terms of the sound, we talked about... Um, Nora Jones and Dido in the intro, and I think that that's very reflective of of this song, also. All right, so do we what have? Would, what would people... Huh? Oh, I'm 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 gonna ask the same thing you're gonna ask. What would people rank this one? Yeah. Top five for me, maybe. Yeah, I can say that. Top five, easily number one ballad. Yeah, uh, similar for me. I didn't have it in my top five, but I think that's because I forgot about it because it's a ballad and I don't remember those well. But, like, it, it was good and well done and will do well. All right. Now we're moving on to song number 20, which is 
Poland with the band Ich Troje for the song Keine Grenzen, Sadnik Granik, which means no borders, yeah. no borders, but one of them is in Polish and one of them is in German. Ellis, you have some thoughts? <laughs> this is Eurovision, baby. This is peak. Uh, okay, the dude is a vampire. The lady is a vampire. Their outfits are absurd, beaded, pictorial vampire outfits. Uh, they are? They, I, it looks to me, they look so vampire to me. I, I was noting the... Okay, I think the dude's first outfit takes a jacket off like a few seconds into the song. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I know what you mean now. I forgot yeah, about that. It's like this... <laughs> big heavy floor-length leather jacket that one reads very vampire underneath it though is like a denim suit with off-brand jenko jeans that have like a, a little dove on them so it's like a yeah. patch with denim that one reads less vampire to me but i fully agree that the woman's was a vampire outfit all the way it was like this kind of like gaudy floral sofa print with a big ruffled <laughs> yes it was the like the ideal, you know, French aristocracy, but also their cursed vibe. Yeah. yeah. I I liked this one too. I think that one thing I would have liked a little bit more is that if there was, instead of having all the backing vocalists, if there was a band instead, because I think that might have like filled the stage more. And also I think that would have been appropriate for the song. But um, yeah. other than that, I mean, I think the voices are good. I mean, I really like um, both of their voices individually, but they're very, very different in terms of like i don't know his was kind of very gravelly he's got a very unique voice particularly on this stage yeah yeah definitely and i liked it a lot but um together they didn't really meld super well but that's that's kind of a minor thing for me i think overall this is a really good performance i will also give the dude in this who also has he's got lou hair by the way oh yes um it's deeper and it has white feathers in it but it is still very much lou hair um big props to him for being the only person to use the secondary stage in the middle of the crowd i was gonna I was yeah, gonna why did no one use that, that? Well. i don't know but it's like the, they they do this at like the tonys a lot or like the i feel like or the grammys well where they'll have these little like orbital stages and there's one that's right in the middle of the audience that's right on one of the cameras for the entire thing and at some point in the song he runs out there and does a bit on there but he's the only person to use it literally the only one it's really weird um i i commented on that as well i said i guess this goes with the message of tearing down borders <laughs> yeah yeah um I'll well, say i did hate though i'll say that this song left me uh a little bit desiring still because the the guy's vocals felt so strongly like they were going to transition into something harder like a rock or even maybe like a metal song 
Um, he could pull off power metal really, really yeah, well. Yeah, very well. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed that it kind of stayed very minimal and inoffensive and, I guess, nice with the instrumentals. It, it didn't seem to fit his voice that well, but I, I, I liked it. I just felt like I, I kind of wanted more from it. Yeah, did you also notice at the end, as the song was ending, he kneels down in front of the woman and then she oh, puts yeah. his head in like her crotch? Yeah. Do you remember this? I do remember this. Yeah. I was really confused. It was too. I didn't really get it. Oh, by the way, Ellis, this one maybe ties. No, it doesn't tie. It, this one had uh, three main languages, Polish, German, and Russian. Oh, neat. I didn't catch that at all. Didn't catch the Russian. Interesting. Or at least that's what the announcer said. He could have been wrong. Okay. He was very yeah, but it says on... <laughs> So that means he's right. wrong about other things. <laughs> for sure. What do you think the ranking for this one is? Top third, probably. Really? Right there. I think the message was nice, but it was too out there, uh, just vocally. I Okay, maybe top third, but like at cool. the bottom of the top third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, next. Boy, we have song number 21, which is uh, host country Latvia's Hello from Mars by Fly. I didn't even write anything down for this one. I just don't have thoughts about it. Like it's just so I, I just I just don't have an opinion on it. It it gave me nothing. One of the guys sounds like he's doing a bad Tom Waits impression. <laughs> which is a choice, certainly. But like musically, eh. I think they, they, they have the best white suits of the night. That is true. But uh, not much else. I, I would also give them lyrics just for creativity there yeah I, i'll give him that too the lyrics were good oh but I, the, the, like even the performers had no enthusiasm for this song like it sounded it... fake from them um absolutely i like this one man rip latvia they did not do well <laughs> representing their their home country rest in latvia never forget yeah <laughs> yeah no this was very we don't want to host this year let's just send like my niece and her band <laughs> vibes yeah. yeah so i don't know what else there really is to say about this one um, I, I lost interest halfway through and i i pretty much skipped to the end i didn't even care to finish it uh the fashion's good everyone looks good together lighting is kind of fun it's very blue and purple which i don't think there's been a lot of purple motifs so far so that was kind of fun i guess but not much else to say we do however have quite a bit to say about the next one. Oh, oh, we oh, do. Man. But before that, what do you think this placed? I don't even <laughs> care. Middle. Like I don't care. I know. Okay, okay, we're over it. We're yeah. over it. Time to talk Belgium. Okay, so coming in hot. It's number song number twenty-two. Belgium. Urban Trads. Sanomi. Melon, you seem like you have a lot to say. Yeah, okay. 
So there was a, like a flute maybe intro in the beginning. Yes. Um, I was like, this totally could have been sampled in Mask Off. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I had to listen to them both a few times though, just to make sure. That's funny. Um, I like the best thing that I could use to describe it is like an acoustic version of trance music. I don't <laughs> really. What do you like, mean? What do you? Oh, I mean, like it's kind of. Oh, like a, I, I actually know. I guess I can see it. Yeah, you know, you're listening to this song when you want to kind of disassociate, but just a little bit. Um, yeah. Like there was an accordion, there were bagpipes, there was that weird flute, there was. Uh, Ellis, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the chance to talk about the language. It was like very different than all of the other songs, just because it's. I feel like it's a genre that's not really approached in Eurovision all that much. I I think it worked really well. It was a very fun shift. Like the song itself wasn't quote unquote fun or danceable or anything like that, but it was a very uh, welcome shift from from kind of the splurge of here we go, love, love, happy, happy, <laughs> love, love, peace. peace. <laughs> yeah. So the accordionist was my favorite part of this song. He was smoldering the entire time. He was great. And also uh, his choreography with the accordion, he's just moving all around. Oh my God. Swaying yeah. side to side. I was really living for it. Very much taking advantage of the fact that nobody's actually playing an instrument right now. Yes. But yeah, so I was, I was like casually tracking the languages of these as I was going. Uh, like I mentioned at the start, there are 16 of these, if you include halves uh, that are in English. I could not for the life of me tell what language this was in. Uh, I have it written down as question mark, question mark, question mark. So I texted Jonathan uh, yesterday or the day before, I think. Uh, please, I like, I, I, I don't want to look on Wikipedia because I don't want to spoil this for myself. But what, what was Belgian? What, what were Belgian? The, what were the Belgian entrants speaking? And you, you, you told me, Jonathan, that it is a made-up language that does not mean anything. Excuse me, what? What are you doing submitting Esperanto to Eurovision? <laughs> not even Esperanto. And can I tell you something? Yeah. This is not the last time that Belgium does this. What? What? Wait, um, what? wait hold on. I, I, at least I think what? it's Belgium. Let me look it up. That's absurd. Belgium uh, sends another song in a nonsense language that means nothing uh, at a later contest. That's oh wonderful. As far as like unifying everyone together goes, even Belgians can understand it. So everyone is unified in their confusion. Exactly. Sure. Ellis, what did you I'm think? Just to see it? how you think this one did, because yeah, yeah what did you think? Um, I thought it was boring. I thought the choreography was god awful. Uh, so bottom, this is in the bottom couple songs for me. I thought you liked it. No, I liked the accordion dude, and I liked that they. Have oh, okay, <laughs> it's actually a recorder. I I think I just recognized that. What you, Milan? I I I liked it just because it was so different thought it was boring but i also thought it was kind of meant to be boring again going yeah. back to that acoustic trance no no disrespect to to real trance i guess um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh real trance is pretty cheesy usually i i liked it i would say top of the middle also i don't know if i ever gave my opinion on this one i think it's i i it's a vibe it's definitely a vibe and i like it a lot i definitely agree with you Milan, that it's very the type of music 
that you want to dissociate to, but you're in the European countryside. Yeah. <laughs> I can get behind that. Okay. Okay, so now we're moving on to number 23. We're almost done. It is Estonia with the song 80s Coming Back by Rufus. good question do not know i like this one though i thought it was fun yeah i don't know i think the song itself kind of reminded me of brit pop sort of like yeah oasis not so much kind of like high energy like brit pop kind of bops but um very that vibe i think the fashion was strange because the fashion was choice it was and i think that I don't know if they were trying to look 80s, but they didn't. They just kind of looked a little bit wearing shirts and ties that didn't match. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think it was a good song. I think the vocalist was a little bit, didn't know English and was also maybe drunk. <laughs> I got that vibe from him, but yeah, I don't know. He was giving me energy. So was the rest of the band. The drummer was great. He was giving me some good moments. And I also really liked the bassist outfit. He was wearing a black shirt, a yellow tie, and a white pants, which I would... I'd wear that, I feel. Yeah, he probably had the best look out of all of them. Sure, for sure, for sure. What did you guys think? I think as far as the outfits go, I mentioned Smash Mouth before, but this is like <laughs> peak Smash Mouth self-titled album. It's yeah, the lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fun, fun stuff. I, I, I think liking this song comes down to whether or not you like Elton John, because it felt very much. Oh. Like like a lot of the piano yeah. was seemed very Elton John inspired, but it took it into a kind of a little bit more of like a, a jazzier pop approach, like a sophista pop kind of thing. Yeah, which I I actually quite like this song. Very easy listening. I was I was a little bit saddened to find that you could not find it on Spotify. I don't think it'll win. Can't. No, I, I mean not from the searching I've done at least. I don't think it'll win, but I. I, I personally like it. Yeah, I didn't put the Elton John thing together at first, but that definitely makes sense. I I wrote down as I watched this, I am underwhelmed by Estonian Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair, yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little harsh, but me... I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, the song itself is not that bad. I like that. I thought it was a nice touch that they had the name of the band on the kick drum. I thought that was fun. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a small thing. But it didn't. This might just be because when I think 80s, I think of New Wave, but this did not think, this did not feel that 80s to me. It, like, this felt much more 90s than 80s, which was an interesting sound considering they're just singing about the 80s coming back. Yeah. So it was I, like, it was a little bit that. of cognitive dissonance, but it wasn't a bad song. I'd agree with that. Also, yeah, it's weird because I don't know if the point was for it to sound 80s, but at the same time, like you said, it's weird that they're singing about the 80s with this kind of 90s sound. Well, also another thing um, that, that isn't really the fault of uh, the band, but this is probably the like ninth song in a row that's been kind of slow and low impact. 
maybe not low impact is maybe the wrong word but just kind of a slower song like we haven't had a bop since like crybaby next one's a bop thing next one's a, a bop for sure and i'm ready to talk about it if you guys are oh yeah i am oh the ranking i personally think bottom of the top third okay yeah i would around there i would say maybe a little bit higher than that but it's it's not it's it's good but it's not cracking into the top level by any means Okay, can I please start on this one? Absolutely. Yes. I, I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about this Romanian entry this year in Recurring theme this year that I recognize that it's not a very good song per se, but I just I'm really into it. It's it's really dramatic and um, strange, but in a like so much so that it's funny. Kind of the backing dancers are giving me everything I need from them. They're holding these huge, colorful vinyl records. They also giant vinyl. It's it's really wild. I don't know how much that actually really added to the performance, but they were there. And then the costume reveals. I think that that poor girl has at least like eight costumes on and all of them were torn off at some point during this performance. <laughs> I think the, the choreography was the the best in the whole show. 100%. I, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Most impressive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I liked the kind of novelty records. The costume changes again took more attention away from the actual performer poor poor nicola she did not deserve what 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 she did i guess the vocals on she was song, good though i thought her her, her her vocal was good and she looked great I, I think she looked fine i i don't i don't think i made any comments on her outfit in particular but her vocals to me sounded almost exactly like dance monkey by tones and i <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i see it it was it was again with that forced english to the point where it's like uh i don't really know if you should be singing in english why not just sing in romanian you know i thought uh but like somehow with with dance monkey it's kind of got like a lower key of of uh backing track but this one it was more up uh more upbeat more fast paced and that... i want to talk about this backing track <laughs> And that somehow <laughs> made the made the vocals worse, in my opinion. I was I, I liked the performance a lot. It was one of the best performances, best choreography. I did not like the song though. Okay, so I was all over this. I thought it was fun. I I love the backing track because she just I, I have written down she just showed up with a new Jack Swing happy hardcore track. It's it's dated. It's it was immediately dated as soon as it aired because as soon as this came out because it's like it's very late nineties, but it it's got break beats. They their prop DJ is cracking me up. It's uh, I love this one. I love this one. I don't think it's gonna do well, but I love this one. And I said, can I have a hot take? 
Yeah. Contest should have ended here. Should have been the last song. We oh, didn't need those two other ones. Yeah, for sure. Not to like foreshadow song, too much, I but was, um, I was blown away. not sure there'll be much to talk about beyond this point. <laughs> anyway, um, are there any other burning thoughts or should we go into rankings? Uh, banger would have been would have done better five years earlier. Oh, oh, this could you? Uh, oh God, could you imagine this at like Eurovision 1999? Please, that would be wild, but also would not have fit in because Eurovision tends to jump on trends kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what did you guys think? I think I would put it um probably low middle for me. Uh, actually, no. The the choreography was good enough that it's like upper lower. No, yeah, upper, lower, middle, like just barely below the middle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be in the bottom half. It deserves better, but it's gonna be in the bottom half. So, um, next we have Sweden in song number twenty-five, second to last of the night. This is Fame with "Give Me Your Love." boring it does nothing for me it the song is unremarkable it's very swedish in the sense that it's just a very produced over sanitized pop song i don't think the performers have a lot of chemistry i think their outfits are nice though i think they all look nice together um but lapels are yeah 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 oh the oh, yeah the bl- lapels were blue on a yeah no i yeah. that was kind of was i didn't love that either i act i actually I'm going to spoil the ranking on this. I have this, I thought, I have this written down as I think this is going to place top five. Ouch. Because this sounds to me like if the high school musical that they did in high school musical was not, in fact, whichever one they did, but was Mamma Mia. Because it sounds like Disney Channel ABBA, which I think for Eurovision 2003 is perfect. That is a very good point. What are your thoughts, Melanie? I don't know. I said, okay, my first sentence of my notes is, here we return to the formulaic, uplifting love pop ballad that we know and hate. I like. I wasn't blown away by it. I think the the one cool thing that, it, that the song did was that the camera cut, like it cut in between three different cameras in time uh, with the beat of the song at one point. Um, I had that down too. That was good. I liked that, but like otherwise, it was it felt very much like Sweden was trying to regain ABBA's success and fame. Yeah, <laughs> fame. Thirty years later. <laughs> yeah, but it it just didn't work that well for me. It is very ABBA derivative. Yeah, very watered down. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> Ellen, how do you think this one's going to do? I think. Um, I guess just because we have a, a pretty strong roster of songs so far, you know, ones that I, I feel like a, appeal to the wider audience and are like genuinely good songs, I would say that this one's probably going to be in the top, but definitely not top five, just because we have so many other songs that are better. All right. So we come to the last song of the night, song number 26. This is Slovenia's Carmen with the song 
Na na na. Who wants to start? Ooh, I I do actually, because I have a thought about this. I thought this song did a much better job than Estonia's song at sounding like it was from the 80s. Um, <laughs> yeah, same thing, actually. Uh, the first two lines I have written down is, this is more 80s than Estonia's. That does not mean, though, that it's good, because it's, uh, it, it's, it's not, but it's it sounds of the time that that Estonia should have done so uh, I um have some similar feelings the first time that I listened to this which actually was when I went back for this recording to um to, to listen to all the songs because I don't think I'd listened to this one before at first I really didn't like it because I just thought it was kind of boring and didn't really have anything special but I listened to it again today and it's it's kind of fun this is it, it's cute she looks kind of fun. I don't really like the ruffle on her shoulder. That is kind of weird to me. But um, this is a cute little song. Out of all of the kind of meaningless, sort of nothing love songs, I think this is kind of one of the better ones for me. Definitely, I think it kind of does something similar to Sweden, but more successfully. I will agree that it is very dated and that not super dynamic, not super groundbreaking in any way. Yeah, I thought this one was uh, like the most synth pop of the night so far. I guess not so far as the last song. <laughs> I, I liked the chorus. It was quite catchy, I thought. But I, I also watched this really late at night. So at, at this point, like all of the songs were kind of like uh, blending together a little bit. But I felt like it was it was a good kind of uncontroversial way to end the show. You know, it's it's no Alf Poyer meme song. It's it's no romania bop wild performance but it's it's just like it's nice you can listen to it you can bop your head along to it you can tap your foot to it it's it's fine i agree and also um the way they chose the order of the songs was just randomly i think that kind of shows in certain areas like i, I think if the evu had control of it i don't think they put the song last and i also don't think that they would have put like 10 so very slow songs all in a row. Yeah, but I, I I I agree that it's kind of a a light way to end the night. But, but I think that I think that we could have ended with more of a bang. You know? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like like I said, I think Romania would have been a good song to end with. Be like uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. That might have been fun. Yeah, or Croatia too. Yeah, for sure. All right, and how did you think this one did? Probably upper middle of the pack. I would say, like, just above middle, like maybe 12. So we've heard everyone's thoughts on all the songs. So I think now all that's left to do is to go over the results. Y'all ready? Yeah. It's right, so just going to be. Okay, so just as a reminder, Ellis, your winner was, or your predicted winner was the Netherlands? Yes. Millen, what was yours? I kind of had a lot, but I think Turkey is my go-to. Well, okay. At the bottom of the scoreboard, you'll see that uh, last place was with zero points. Surprising no one, it was the United Kingdom. 
disgusting song. I'm, I'm so glad they got zero points. And that brings That's us so to funny. Brings us to our second trip to controversy corner. <gasps> controversy corner. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so, um, UK getting last place uh, was a big controversy because this is for a lot of reasons. So let's get into it. So the British media was really not happy. Getting zero points was, I mean, obviously the worst result ever for them because they, you can't really get much lower. Is it possible um, to and get much lower? It, it is not possible. So, um, and then um, BBC Eurovision commentator Terry Wogan that we've talked about uh, earlier in the podcast, <laughs> declared he declared the result a, quote, post-Iraq backlash due to the country's oh, no. um, involvement with the Iraq war after Prime Minister Tony Blair, I think, it was at the time, kind of sided with Bush on all that. Just in general, um, about uh, the performance, Chris Crombie of Gemini uh, blamed issues with the in-ear sound feedback devices, saying maybe it was sabotage, but we couldn't really hear anything. Oh my god. That, that... Imagine how bold you would be to just be like, the only reason they didn't vote for us is because we're at war, but like, that was your performance. <laughs> yeah. Cast in perspective, Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, so that was um number 26. In the 25th position with four points, we have Malta. Karen Bop. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Um, yep. Not surprising. I have no problems with that. Okay, with one point higher, with five points, we have host entry Latvia. <laughs> Really? I guess I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I I agree with you. I think I I I looking at it objectively, I think I thought it would have done better, but it didn't. I'm not mad at that. Like that's you know, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I do not care about the song at all. Okay, there so for number twenty three that fit that bill. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so with seven points, our next country is Slovenia. Oh, that actually shot, that surprises me quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Not that Slovenia's was decent. I don't know. It was decent, and also um, the country that goes last in the running order tends to kind of do well because people remember it more. That is surprising, oh. aside Weird. from the fact that it's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe good is kind of too much of a stretch, but... <laughs> it was bad. better than some of the others. Definitely. All right, coming in at 22, we have Portugal, which... I mean, you might not find surprising, but I definitely did because I like that song a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm very okay with that. <laughs> I think part of it too that one of the reasons why it did so bad was partially the running order, also because it went kind of early on, and it was in between Bosnia and Croatia, which were two high impact bops. Putting kind of a low energy ballad in between them, kind of I think, caused it to be pretty forgotten. I also think with uh, the other ballads, like France and even Norway, too, yeah, I, I would say that Norway kind of rivaled Portugal's on the on the roster that I guess it had to do worse than the other ballads, but I'm, I'm still surprised that it it's so low compared to all the other songs. Well, yeah, let me check to see how many of those points were given to Portugal by Spain, because they're kind of notorious voting <laughs> partners. Yeah, they've got 13. It wouldn't surprise me if they got like 12 from Spain. They got 12 from, from Spain and like right one from like France or something. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, only two points. Their highest point value they got was six points and that was from France. So go France. Oh, okay. Alrighty. So after Portugal and I think spot number 20, it would be 20. Yeah, 21. Estonia, he's coming back. They deserved better. It wasn't Agreed. that bad. It was better than Russia's for sure. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, um, that would. 
that would definitely go on the other half of the list for me. Yeah. Okay. And then after that is Cypress and number 20. I am okay. Understandable for sure. No, not forgettable. Bad, poor, bad vocal. Poor Stelios. Poor Stelios. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him too. Definitely. Next so we have Israel in 19th. Should be lower. <laughs> yeah, swap. Like, swap Cyprus with Slovenia, Israel with Portugal. I'm happy. Yeah. But also, like, I don't hate the song, but also who's voting for that? Like, who who's, who sees that in this? Like, what type of person is that targeting? You know what I mean? <laughs> who sees those costume changes and says, yes, this is something I'd like to support? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. So, uh, in 18th position, we have France, shockingly. Wow, that's... Really? That is surprising. Yeah. France did not deserve that. No, France, with 19 points, that's it. That That is that is a crime. Because that that's song is... bullshit. It's in the, my top probably three of the entire year, so that is good. In 17th place is Greece. No, no. That's not right that Greece did better than France. That's not... That's terrible especially with a six point difference in between them bullshit yeah well That's greece also of absurd cleavage i suppose yeah also oh um <laughs> speaking of greece and cyprus greece and cyprus also notoriously give each other 12 points every year that was the case this year greece gave cyprus 12 points cyprus gave greece 12 points so without that um cyprus would have been in second to last <laughs> how many wait how many points can a, a nation give total maximum is 12 points Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They give out 1 through 12. With no 9 or 11. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12. Why? I think Points. it's just, Yeah, I think it's just to, to, to heavily, more heavily weigh the, the, the top two. Okay, I see. I don't know. Um, all right. After this, uh, just above it with two points, we have Bosnia and Herzegovina. No. No, no, no. It was a bad song, but it was a great song. Move that over to the other half. 16 seems far too low for that. Bump Russia. Yeah, wait, where's Russia in all of this? Russia's yet to come. Let's get ready for it. Next, perhaps the most disappointing result of the night, at least for me, Croatia is in 15th. Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina right next to each other on the bottom. I guess they canceled each other out because they're kind of similar songs and they were... In similar places in the running order, but they were just so good. I don't know. They, I think they were different enough. I yeah. I have no I, no issues to this amount with Pokemon Boy Band. Yeah, I I'll never understand it, but oh well. Wow, two thousand and three was truly a dark time. But truly. <laughs> okay, so in fourteenth place. Yeah, we're at fourteen. One point higher than Croatia. Oh shit. I only I actually did two at once, but um, in 14th and 13th is Ukraine and Netherlands. Well, shit. I feel like those were so yeah, way worse. Netherlands did not win. Came pretty them. far from it. Dang, there goes there goes my there goes my voting theory out the window. <laughs> um, yeah, Ukraine shouldn't have been that high. I think. Yeah, I have no necessarily problems with them, but I do have problems with the countries they're above. Like, that was not a better Below. song than France's or Estonia's or Bosnia's. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so... And still no sign of Russia. Still no sign of Russia. We're uh, getting into the tie for 11th place. So two countries got 53 points. The first one was Germany. No! 
Look how they murdered my boy. No, oh, come uh, on. Yeah, I know. It's rough. My favorite and my pick to win both yeah. just slightly above the middle. That's that's unfortunate. Yep. And then also sharing 11th place, we had Ireland. Wow. Oh, there's my other pick to win. That is surprising. That <laughs> way lower than I was expecting. Okay, so going into the top 10, as a reminder, we have in no particular order, Poland, Turkey, Russia, Norway, Austria, Sweden, Romania, Iceland, Spain, and Belgium. How the fuck are Russia and Austria higher than Your top France? 10? Your top 10, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know how Iceland right. and Slovenia aren't in the same place. Like, they were, they were the same. I think they were the same levels of good. I think that's better than Slovenia's by a wide margin. I, I, I can agree with better. I can't agree with a wide margin, but I guess we've already gone. I agree with Alice. I think it's better, but above all else, I think it's a lot more contemporary, which is why I think it fared better. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can, I can support that. Okay. So, uh, kind of a big margin between 11th and 10th with a 20 point difference with 73 points in 10th place. We have Romania, our favorite bop. <laughs> Go Romania. <laughs> I, I'll credit to you. Because yeah, you guys thought that this wouldn't do well. I did. I yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it <laughs> sure works for me. We take those. All right. Uh, next in a tie for eighth place, we have Iceland. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. And I, my top five is almost entirely gone. From Spain. Awesome. Jeez. Beth from Spain. <laughs> from Spain. I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Um, after that, in seventh place, Poland. Wow, I what? I thought that Poland's was weird enough to either do very well or very poorly, and this is like it's good, but it's not excellent. Yeah, in the rankings, I would have expected that also, but I don't know. Maybe in the voting, there were a lot of high marks and then a lot of just not voting for it. Uh okay, I can. Yeah, I can see that plan. Still no sign of Russia. Which is scary at this point. Theirs was yeah. not good. Yeah. So we have left uh, Sweden, Belgium, Russia, Austria, Norway, Turkey. There's only, okay, only one of my top five picks to win is still in. All right. So in seventh place, or no, we just did that. In sixth place, we finally have Austria. <laughs> sixth place. Oh, of course. The meme point of the dream. It's got 82 points higher than France. That is not that's absurd. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Really and somehow both Sweden so and Russia are still here in the top five. Hey, sure, you better get into it. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So in fifth place, Sweden. Okay. Well, I got one. I got one top five pick correct. So I'll take that. <laughs> cool. One thing I will say, though, is that Sweden is kind of notorious for they sing very well, no matter what, even if their songs aren't very good. Yeah, it makes sense. That doesn't seem Not always fair. the case, but I think for this year, it's kind of that's... safe to say that that was kind of what was happening. That's about right for Sweden and Pop. All right, so are you ready for place number four? I am. Is it freaking Russia? It's Norway, which also, I forgot that Norway did as well. <laughs> oh, my God. God. France? Like, sickly Victorian child staring into the camera playing piano. France placing 19th compared to Norway's 100 and, I mean, not 19th, 19 points compared to Norway's 123 is a crime. It is a crime. Like, I just don't, 
And also Norway, I don't even I don't even know how to explain it because Norway's song was very low impact and kind of boring. So it wasn't like, oh, it was flashy and gimmicky and like big and fun and people vote for that. It was a weird piano ballad, kind of similar to Malta, and I don't understand why they did so differently. Yeah. Grand Theft Ballad. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So as we head into There's the top another three. Big points jump here. Yeah, big points jump. But also, with the top three, it goes 164, 165, 167. And um, the last vote. <sighs> How did um, they give Russia this many points? Yeah, so the last vote was like a very decisive vote because the last ones that came in decided the winner, which was wild. Are you ready for 12th place? No, not 12th third place. place. Third place, yeah, sorry. It said 12. <laughs> it's Russia. Come oh. on. Thank okay, at least they didn't win. Their song was so That's bad. True. Their performance was terrible. Oh. Their vocals were disgusting. They were really riding on their success, like their kind of just worldwide previous success because nobody's from like slovenia they wouldn't have gotten any votes yeah oh dear this is where the politics of eurovision gets to be a little bullshit yeah yeah definitely okay so with two points separating second and first place we have belgium and turkey left who do we think is going to win i hope it's turkey yeah milan you uh previously said that turkey was kind of your pick to win right yeah Right, so big reveal. Belgium was in second place. Turkey won. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Oh my god. Well, okay, Belgium compared to Turkey. Given those two, Turkey should win any day. Yeah, and thank God Belgium didn't walk out of there with a trophy for their made-up language. <laughs> I liked it though. I, I liked it too. I thought it was cool. I don't think it deserved second place. Maybe I think I think Belgium should have been maybe fourth. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, these were, <laughs> I think there were definitely a lot of songs that were in the bottom that should have been and so songs in the top that also shouldn't have been. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. It's only safe to say. Yeah, a lot of this uh, list should have swapped places. Definitely. Except the UK. I think the UK was a great decision. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Europe, that was really cool. <laughs> I'm really glad that no one just like broke it and gave them a three in there or something. Just, just, just mate, they deserve that basement thing. <laughs> yeah, in the UK, I think it's notoriously just known as such a train wreck of a performance. Cry, cry, baby. You lied to me, baby. <laughs> okay, so that kind of concludes everything for the podcast. We do have one more thing we need to do, though. We do? And then we decide the next year that we're going to cover. Whoa! Awesome. So we are going to do 1988. Oh, I'm excited. Interesting. I'm excited about this. This one's going to be fun. Joining us, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, next time we will go through songs again. We'll offer some more hot yeah. takes. We'll fill you in on what we're listening to. And we'll probably take a couple more trips to Controversy's Corner. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can go hit up our Instagram at Eurovision underscore rewind. You can check out every episode of the podcast at Eurovision dash rewind dot pinecast dot com. Pending I get a better domain for that. As well, you can support the show at patreon.com slash vocab gumbo. The first couple months of 
revenue from that are going to be donated directly to local Black Lives Matter charities and also matched, I think right now it's uh, at 4x by the Vocab Gumbo team. So if you, uh, if you contribute and $5 gets through to us, We'll ma I'll match that, Millen will match that, Jonathan will match that, and Sam from 3 out of 4 Voices will match that. So go check that out. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. This is Vocab Gumbo.